Here is something really enchanting. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen, and boys and girls? This is Resonance with your host, Chris Michaels, and this is the weekly podcast that we try to do every Wednesday, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you want to listen to my other podcasts, you can go find me at Last Call with Chris Michaels on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, Supposedly, I'm supposed to be getting onto YouTube, but who knows what's going to happen with that, and that would require me to actually be proactive with uh, all the YouTube nonsense. And I'm, not, I'm a broadcaster. I'm not necessarily a, uh, a video type person, but I know everybody looks at YouTube. Uh, next week or, and possibly the following week, I should be having uh, two kinds of guests here. One is a very, very smart, witty, conservative woman. Uh, she is one of the, you know, she's, she's one of the more smarter people I've run across, one of the more brilliant people I've run across, and uh, she's supposed to be here either next week or the following week, and uh, in whatever week she doesn't choose, we're going to have another guest, and this individual I met at an ashram, so like a yoga retreat kind of getaway type place, uh, a year ago, almost a year ago, uh, in over the course of July 4th weekend. And he and I shared some experiences that we had while we were going through a hypno-regression. Obviously not a hypno-regression together. We both did hypno-regressions separately. Uh, but we we came across the same kinds of things. So what I'm getting at is uh, the secret space program type of thing going on. And we'll probably be talking about that. And we... we just rest assured, it's going to be some interesting, interesting audio that uh, that could happen if we get if we get everything lined up. So hopefully that will happen, and then you're going to get riveting programming. It's not going to be the usual tirades that I go on. It's going to be actual experiences that he and I have gone through. Um, through and we've you know these are memories, these are repressed memories. So we're not quite sure exactly where they've come from, but. Uh, nevertheless, they are fairly real to he and I. Uh, so who knows where where that will go? Because we could come across some amazing things whilst we're having our discussion. Uh, just going back and forth, we seem to trigger each other's memories uh, in ways that others typically can't. So both of us have a memory of going down a long corridor in space uh, that is basically pristine white. So it almost looks like polished plastic or a polished porcelain. And we're doing something in there. We just remember long, long corridors. Uh, They look white and they've got like black trim. 
So it's it's interesting stuff, and hopefully we'll be able to get him on and, and speak about all that thing. Because, because, let's be honest, after a while, how many times can we talk about COVID? How many times can we bring up uh, people cheating in 2020 and so on and so forth? And now, now they want to push aliens onto us with these UAPs, the Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon. If we, you know, we need some more acronyms to describe this stuff. And I'd really like to know, and we'll get into this later on, but I'd really like to know why, why after, I don't know, how many decades, eight decades, seven decades, whatever we're up to now, uh, why all of a sudden within a month, literally within a month, we're doing an about-face and, oh, yeah, aliens are real because we're going to get a report next month and it's going to explain everything you possibly could want to know. Yeah, I doubt that, especially when people like Barack Obama are out there promoting this thing and trying to get ahead of the curve by saying, yeah, well, you know, there's a lot of video out there and uh, a lot of this video, it involves unidentified aerial phenomena. We don't know what it is. and We don't even know what you are, Mr. Obama. Actually, we do know what you are. Uh, you're pulling the strings behind the scenes. That's what you're doing uh, through Kamala Harris, because we all know that Joseph Biden is a fraud and, uh, and basically just a stooge. So like we do with every episode, we bring up random stories in the first part here. And this story particularly caught my eye in France, in France. French social media influencers have offered thousands of dollars to post articles claiming that the Pfizer COVID vaccine, COVID-19 vaccine, is dangerous. And a lot of these people that are supporting this effort wish to remain anonymous. So who's pushing all this stuff now? Uh, we, According to RT, the French Minister of Health, has spoken out against the campaign reportedly offering French influencers 2,000 euros to criticize the Pfizer vaccine as dangerous or lousy. Well, at least they're on the right at least they're on the right path because there is something there is some sort of truth to all of this. Speaking to reporters on Tuesday, Health Minister Olivier Varon said he and his ministry hadn't identified the origins of the campaign. However, I do not know if it comes from France or it comes from abroad. It's lousy. It's dangerous. On and on we go. Now, here's the thing about this. I would seriously doubt the sincerity of this campaign. I really don't think that people are in the background saying, you know what, we have to stop this thing because we need to speak up for our fellow human beings i really don't think so if anything were happening here i would sooner believe that a rival pharmaceutical company was behind this whisper campaign to try to drum up business for its own product and try to diminish the efficacy which we'll bring up another at another point in the program and try to diminish the efficacy or the perception of the efficacy of these so-called vaccine gene therapy platform inoculations. So I I am very, very suspicious about all of that. So just we and at the at best, at best, when you think about all this stuff, 
we we would probably see two scorpions in a bottle. So we've got multiple pharmaceutical industries attacking one another in an attempt to reduce sales. So I, I sincerely hope that that's the case because there's nothing more that I would enjoy than to see these enormous pharmaceutical conglomerates destroy themselves readily. I, I mean, I can't, I, I, I'm not happy until they're not happy. I mean, it's that kind of mindset here. And I, I, I want that to happen in the worst sort of way. Moving right along, very interesting things uh, involving none other than Mr. Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, Ghislaine Maxwell. Uh, wow, we hear something in the background here. I wonder what this is. Well, hold on a second. Let me see. This is the problem. No, that's not the problem. It's the brilliance of a live broadcast. We've got mental patients out there that we can yell at. So we'll just close the door. How about that? Anyway, moving right along. We've got none other than Ghislaine Maxwell. She is in the hot seat. She tried to come out and stop all sorts of investigations and all of the release of various materials that she's trying to hide, mainly because she is a uh, an expert in espionage. In other words, she's a spy. She works for the Mossad. She's also a, a Luciferian occultist, so she's just a scumbag. But there are alleged co-conspirators that are ready to testify against Ghislaine Maxwell, and this is according to the Daily Mail. Prosecutors announced in the filing that materials presented at the trial will include any co-conspirators' statements, and this is a major sign that one of Epstein's inner circle has turned state's witness and agreed to turn over the identity Oh, geez. Identity of an unidentified co-conspirator and unindicted co-conspirator. Now, this is very interesting because we see a couple of things going on here. Uh, the filings strongly indicate that some of the four women who were named as potential co-conspirators under Epstein's sweetheart deal in 2008 could face off against Maxwell in court. One, Sarah Kellen age 40, who was accused of having a Rolodex of women that she would call up to essentially whore out at Jeffrey Epstein's mansion in Florida. Leslie Groff, 53, is said to have Epstein's is said to have been Epstein's executive assistant for 20 years. And Nadia Marchinko, 35, took part in sexual encounters with underage girls and has been described as Epstein's on-off girlfriend. Also, Adriana Ross, former model from Poland in her 30s, allegedly helped organize Epstein's massages. Now, all of these people, all of these people are going to start being well-known. And that is because this house of cards is starting to come down. What else is going on here? is all of these people are about... I mean, I think Ghislaine Maxwell's big court date is in September. They're ready to go now. 
So you're starting to see a lot of this move forward rather quickly. And also, does anybody remember the Nixium cult? N-V-I-X-M. Well, if we remember the Nixium cult, these people were very well known throughout New York. We had somebody from Smallville, one of the girls from Smallville. She was probably one of the recruiters for Nick for the Nixium cult. Big time, huge, big time Democrat donors illegally bundling up cash for Hillary Clinton as uh, I believe for her Senate campaign when she was senator of New York. And uh, I think also her presidential campaign, big time donors in that regard. Um, basically, they Nixium had a global reach and these people were in there trying to market themselves as oh we're we're part of a group that empowers women and we try to get women jobs so that they can have an equal footing against the dastardly men in the workplace that's not the case at all in fact the person that ran it was a guy and on top of that it was essentially a cult style mindset so girls used to be lured in there, oddly enough, lower-income girls, um, and they would be lured with the idea that they could be making cash, either as a model or a business owner, whatever it is. And as they grew through the ranks, they had to do more and more things. And to get to the inner circle, you had to perform certain acts. And eventually, these people were branded on their hips, they were branded, burned on their hips. Some of the people that were involved is that chick from Smallville. Uh, if you've ever drank ginger ale, uh, Seagram's to be uh, exact, the, uh, the offspring, the Seagram's heiress, up to her eyeballs in the Nixium cult. Do you know who else was up to his eyeballs in the Nixium cult? Was none other than Anthony Weiner, disgraced. Uh, I can't remember if he was held – he held Senate or House of Reps for New York. I think he was House of Representatives in New York uh, because he was involved in Nixium. We've got rumors that he used to go to Nixium recruitment parties all across the tri-state area, so Connecticut, New Jersey, New York, including one such event in Connecticut that involved witnessing snuff films so people having sex with others and eventually one of them dying for some reason and this was also linked to jeffrey epstein where it was a massive massive uh basically a child trafficking ring so the person that was involved in nixium is set to be tried next month and the verdict is going to be coming crashing down next month that is significant because if that comes out, then we have a distinct possibility that none other than Anthony Weiner's laptop could be seeing the light of day. And this is Resonance with Chris Michaels via OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. This is Resonance with Chris Michaels via OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. And we do a broadcast every single Wednesday from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I also do other podcasts. Uh, Last Call with Chris Michaels, if you want to find me on Spotify, Anchor, and also Apple Podcasts. So, 
Tonight's episode is Auditors, Aliens, and A-Holes. So, Auditors, what's going on with all of these ballot audits from across the country? Well, it turns out a lot is going on with these ballots. First and foremost, we've got a lot coming out of New Hampshire. And this was reported from Samuel Allegri via Epic Times. Uh, so basically what they found out is the following, that when you send in a mail-in ballot, it is folded. And it just so happens that the fold lines more than likely hit the row that the Republicans are on. So what that means, is when they take the mail-in ballot and you filled out your little circle for Donald Trump or whatever other Republican you wanted, the fold line goes right across your filled-in circle. So when they submit the ballot into the electronic vote-tallying device provided by Dominion, what happens is, is the vote becomes adjudicated. Now, what does that mean, you may ask? Well, it certainly means nothing honest. It means that either somebody that is overseeing the election or, as we found out in Arizona, those people have decided to delegate their election authority to Dominion Voting Systems, which is illegal because Dominion Voting Systems is completely unaccountable. Those are the people that um, uh, basically came up with and supplied the voting systems. So now those votes or those ballots become adjudicated. What happens then? It is then supposed to be reviewed by somebody overseeing the election. So what is supposed to happen in a perfect world? We submit the ballot in the electronic machine. It goes in there, and lo and behold, poof, here we go. There's the vote. Whether you're voting for a Democrat, a Republican, a Green Party, right to life, whatever, right? But what happened in these cases? We have a whole bunch of mail-in ballots. They're thrown into the machine. The machine says tilt and we get some sort of vote so the machine registers it as a vote but they don't tell you they don't register the vote in a particular or for a particular candidate and so that's when the person is supposed to step in or dominion voting systems representatives step in and say oh i've reviewed the ballot and the vote is for Joseph Biden. That's what we're finding out has happened. Now, in Arizona, do you know how many votes Joseph Biden won by? I'll give you a guess. No, you're wrong. 10,000 votes. Joseph Biden in Maricopa County, or maybe it was Arizona itself, but either way. Uh, he won by 10,000 votes. Do you know? How many votes were adjudicated? Now that I've told you what it means. It means that somebody submitted a vote. The vote-telling device or machine 
didn't register to vote. So somebody went over there and said, oh, okay, the vote is supposed to go to so-and-so, and that's it. I approve it. And I seal it up, and I put my signature on it or my seal on it. Do you know how many votes were adjudicated in Arizona? Over 200,000 votes were adjudicated in Arizona, Florida. Now, if Biden won by 5% of that, I'm pretty sure, or or, uh, supposedly Biden won by 5% of that, 10,000 votes. I'm pretty sure Arizona did not go to Joseph Biden. Now, the next step that we have to look for is whether or not the people of Arizona have the testicles and ovaries to decertify the votes. And if they have those reproductive organs, whether or not they've had the vaccine is another story, then we're going to have a very, very different landscape out there because Trump only needs one or two states to decertify the votes. And then all of a sudden, we have a constitutional crisis because we know damn well that the Supreme Court of the United States is compromised. And we know damn well that the Supreme Court of the United States will not do what it is supposed to legally do. In this case, uphold the will of the American voter. This is why these audits are so important. And this is why you should go over to Mike Lindell's website and buy a pillow. (laughs) Because Mike Lindell, that crazy goofball, and he just came out with slippers, by the way. Uh, you know, I have a couple of his pillows because th- I, I've known about my pillow for a long, long time, way before he became uh, one of Trump's people. Uh, but he came out with these slippers. I don't have, I don't wear slippers. You'll never catch me in a slipper. And you'll never catch me in a bathrobe. I don't wear a bathrobe. I, I don't find them, they're, they're just weird. Like, ah, I don't know. I'm, so I'm all wet and now I'm going to be soggy in a bathrobe too? I mean, nah. Get out of here with that filth. But anyway, Mike Lindell apparently came out with slippers. Uh, you wouldn't find me in them, but maybe you want them. So go over there, and, and maybe you should buy I'm plugging nonsense now. I'm not even getting paid for this. But anyway, maybe you want to buy some slippers or a pillow. I know the pillows are pretty good. But he is one of the people that are behind this. He's one of the people that are providing the evidence for the auditors to move forward with all this stuff, to overturn and essentially – try to decertify the votes in the 2020 election cycle. So that's the adjudicated votes is just the tip of the iceberg because we've got all sorts of other things that go on. We we brought this up in the past too. You know, every vote for Biden counts as 1.25 votes. Every vote for Trump counts as 0.75 votes. So easily every four voters for Biden gets an additional one I mean, they had to do things like that because uh, Trump's base and the people that would be voting for Trump were so overwhelming that Biden could not win. So the only way to do it is to cheat. And now we're finding that these auditors are trying desperately to overturn this nonsense. Uh, So we find that going on with these adjudicated votes. And and you're going to see that in New Hampshire. You're going to see that in Michigan, uh, Pennsylvania, Georgia. Georgia is well on its way to auditing its ballot. Arizona is where the, all these stories of adjudicated votes came from. That's enormous. That's enormous. 
And the woman over there, what's her name? Um, she's over there. She is trying desperately to stop all of this stuff. Catherine Hobbs, I believe her name is. And the Senate Republicans over there, the Senate state Republicans over there, stripped her. Well, well, wait, I should say that in a different way. They didn't strip her. However, I mean, she does look like a partier on the Saturday night. Uh, but what they did was they removed her appropriations committee authorities. So she can't be on the appropriations committee any longer. So she's not going to be able to divvy up the money however she sees fit. And, you know, I pay attention to Arizona politics a little bit. You find out that these people are really being infiltrated by Democrats and globalists. And uh, knowing that the way the presidential elections go, that Arizona is a pivotal state, very, very disturbing. So what did we find in New Hampshire? We find out that in New Hampshire, with these auditors, not only did they find the fold issue that we talked about, but they also find out that every time you were submitting a Republican vote or a Republican ballot, right? So you submit a ballot, it's Republican across the board. It doesn't matter who it is, we just vote Republican across the board. Not that that's a good idea, but we get the we get where I'm going here. Only 28% of the voting machines counted GOP, Republican votes, accurately. So the <laughs> Dominion Voting Systems, and there's another company that does the same thing that Dominion does. I don't think New Hampshire has Dominion Voting Systems. They've got uh, something else. Or they uh, AccuVote. That's what it was. Uh, AccuVote is basically using or is licensed out. Uh, they're, they're basically a franchisee of Dominion Voting Systems. They uh, Dominion license out licenses out geez i can't speak tonight it's intellectual property accuvote basically built a voting machine around that ip and base and that's where you get this from so it's all it all goes back to dominion it's just that accuvote is the front the front man for this in new hampshire so think about this you've got a hundred votes for republicans only 28 of those 100 votes are accurate the rest of them are either thrown out, not read, or adjudicated, which means those votes are tallied and somebody has to go in there and place the vote for the appropriate candidate. Gee, I wonder what kind of cheating could go on here. <laughs> Something we strongly suspect at this juncture, said Mark Lindemann, part of the audit team in New Hampshire, said that based on the various evidence... Fold lines are becoming interpreted by the scanners as valid votes. Right. But then it goes to the adjudication process. Test decks proved that foldings across vote targets is misinterpreted as additional phantom votes or subtract or subtracts votes due to false overvotes. So in his case, not in Arizona's case, but in his case, if the vote is submitted and the ballot has a fold line in it, where a bubble was filled in for, more than likely, a Republican candidate, it's either not counted, and it counts as an overvote, a false overvote, and they throw it out, or it has to be adjudicated and somebody applies the vote to whatever candidate they feel is best. Gee, I wonder what else could have gone on through the election cycle of 2020. This is Chris Michaels with Resonance via OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. 
This is Resonance on On the Wake Up Radio.com. I'm your host, Chris Michaels. We're here every single Wednesday from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if I'm not here, I do a daily podcast called Last Call with Chris Michaels. And uh, that I try to keep it down to like 15 minutes. But lately, uh, it's been bad. I've been going out there. I, I did a podcast when? Did a podcast on Monday. It was over an hour, just me, just talking constantly. Oh my gosh! And then yesterday, I did a thirty-minute podcast, and it just on and on and on, just lunacy. Uh, but you can catch me there, and we sometimes post those here on uh, when I when I'm not when I have to take a powder or when the channel is not available. Whatever it is, we do that kind of thing. And because I'm a brilliant broadcaster, you've always got material up-to-date material unless it's a friday saturday or sunday so next up we're going to talk about aliens oh my goodness doesn't it seem odd to you that all of a sudden everybody is talking about aliens oh we've got the mars rover now the problem with that i have with the mars rover thing is they they launched a helicopter now Helicopters are unique to planet Earth because they require a certain amount of lift. And according to the science, and we must trust the science, Mars's atmosphere is a lot less than Earth. So if the atmosphere is a lot less than Earth, how are you going to launch a helicopter? There's not enough lift. Anyway, but we're going to go along with the narrative and there are a lot of mars pictures that have a striking resemblance to various spots across the planet uh some internet snooth a snooth sleuth was sharp enough to say hey wait a minute a lot of these mars photographs look like satellite imageries images of uh of africa particularly the eye of africa where a lot of people think atlantis was uh look that up the eye of africa so it's an amazing looking place a lot of people think that's where atlantis quote-unquote sunk um and it's 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 very unique it's a very unique spot anyway so people say there uh people say that that uh that i guess they do training up in northern canada and a lot of people have said, well, it's the same It's the same terrain. It's the same pictures that we find in northern Canada. Almost, It almost looks like a Google Maps image. And uh, they're just saying, oh, we'll, we'll, do some, uh, we'll do some editing here. And, oh, we're on Mars. So I don't necessarily believe that. But then what do we have next month? We've got this big old UFO report coming out. Finally, the government is going to be coming clean and honest with us about the UFO phenomenon. Uh, I really don't think that's the case. I really don't think that's going to happen. Uh, for the, first, it's because Barack Obama is endorsing it. So if Barack Obama is endorsing anything, I immediately say, okay, what's the exact opposite of what he's saying? And then that's where I'm going to look. Second, this report is already being torpedoed by donald trump uh he said i don't necessarily believe in uh ufos but some people do 
and I don't want to ruin or dispel their reality or their fears. It was something along those lines. Uh, I got 90% of that correct off of memory, but it was something along those lines. So if Il Dalnado Trump, Trumpo, uh, says that, then that also makes me go, mm, okay, maybe there's this is this is all bunk. Now here's some of here's something about those videos that I that I don't think a lot of people have really considered. When everyone looks at these videos, they immediately go, oh my gosh. Here is definitive proof, and the Pentagon and the government is finally admitting to. But, but, my issue is, is the Navy is the one that's coming up with a lot of these videos. And it seems as though that many of these videos occur over water. So if that's the case, are they really alien? Are they really extra-dimensional or extraterrestrial? Or is it part of, are these things part of, some sort of breakaway civilization that one of my favorite authors postulates, Dr. Joseph Farrell? And I seem to go, I seem to be leaning towards that angle. Because... You, you have all of these people from NASA that come out and they say, well, we can't go back to the moon. Well, what do you mean you can't go back to the moon? Don't you have a whole bunch of video? Don't you have a whole bunch of schematics on, on what you created to get back to the moon? Oh, no, no, no. We lost it all. We, we deleted the video. What do you mean you deleted the video? What do you mean you don't have the technology to go back to the moon? So something bizarre is going on there. And now you're trying to tell me that, uh, oh, aliens are here. Uh, now, I, I, me personally, I am of the mindset where I sincerely do believe there are extraterrestrial, interdimensional, extra-dimensional beings that wander around Earth and whatever else. I also sincerely believe that vaccines, inoculations, I should say, have a significant impact on deadening the human's awareness on whether or not they can perceive these extra-dimensional or interdimensional beings and extraterrestrial beings. I'm reminded of the story of, uh, uh, what's his face? Zulu historian, Credo Mutwa. He tells a story in one of his books that I have where he was inoculated, or, or no, he wasn't inoculated. The village itself was being inoculated by the British. His grandmother yanked him aside and burned his arm because that was made... To, to look like a, a vaccination scar. They used to do that back then. And said, okay, if anybody asks you if you've been vaccinated, say that you were. UFOs buzz the village. So discs buzz the village. Nobody sees the UFOs except the people that were not vaccinated. So I would, I think that's part of the issue here. Uh, but going along with this all of these ufos this push for ufo think about the utter desperation that the humans that most humans are going through right now they just spent or they are spending almost a year and a half being locked down 
being fed nonsense when it comes to uh, just COVID is out there. Oh, you must get a vaccine. You must get this. You'll get a $20 scratch off if you do get the vaccine, or you'll get a free subway ride for a week when you get that. Oh, big deal. Or in some cases, like they did, I think in Australia, was it Austra Australia or Canada? They were offering kids ice cream since the World Health Organization changed informed consent, the definition of what informed consent is. And so now if you send your kid to school, that is automatically considered informed consent, which means that the student can be inoculated without the authority of the parent. So that's what they did. And they offered kids ice cream in exchange for that disgusting disgusting behavior anyway why are they suddenly pushing this ufo thing the human species right now is taxed is mentally taxed they are at their limit no jobs if they got a job doesn't pay that great um we're gonna get handouts from the government we see riots we see um what else do we see we see people dying from covid quote unquote on and on and on People are – it's almost as if they have been under such stress for so long that whatever you say next won't surprise them. So this is where the UFO thing comes in, okay? And what is the purpose of this? They are going to package this UFO thing as – or I'm sorry. They call it unidentified aerial phenomenon now, UAPs. They're going to package this UAP thing. As, oh my gosh, see, humans aren't alone in the universe. And, oh, look at us. Goodness gracious, we've got all of these countries. Everybody is butting heads with somebody else. What do we need national boundaries for? Why are we even talking about national governments? We're a species. We're not, we're a human race. Oh, there's no white race, red race, whatever other color you got. None of that anymore. We are part of the human species. And so what we need to do is that we need to unite. And the only way to do that is to create an external threat that is so mysterious Nobody can counter any of the claims being perpetrated by the U.S. government. And what that means is, is that everybody is going to have to get on the same page across the planet. It means that everybody is going to have to assimilate towards a one world government. And that totally makes sense. You've got the push for digital currencies. No more, no more actual physical currency. You've got the push for medical records that can be accessed at any time in real time through these hydrogel inoculations that we're getting. Everything has to be brought into a centralized database to limit movement, to limit opposition, and they're going to use UFOs and quote-unquote aliens to finally make the final push into a unified government, possibly a unified religion, 
and a unified database run by AI and predictive technology and deep learning to make sure that the humans do what they are supposed to do and nothing more than that. This is Chris Michaels for the show Resonance via OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. This is Chris Michaels with Resonance on OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. I also have another podcast on called Last Call with Chris Michaels. You can find Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So finally, we're getting to the A-hole portion of tonight's show. And tonight's A-hole award goes to Dr. Fauci and the pharmaceutical industry. Lancet, which is a peer-reviewed study group, basically they dabble in medical and pharmaceutical industries, and they said, guess what? Happened. You know all of those statistics that you hear out there? Oh, the AstraZeneca, the Moderna, the Johnson & Johnson, the Pfizer vaccines have a 95% efficacy rating. So we have to know exactly what the term efficacy means. So what does it actually mean? It means the product that you are trying to promote works in the way that it was intended 95% of the time. So if you say Product A is supposed to make uh, item three do something, and it does 95% of the time. The efficacy rating of that product is 95%. Now, here is where the fun with numbers comes in, because that's what we've been subjected to throughout 2020 when it comes to this COVID nonsense, right? So what do we have here? The 95% efficacy number is based on something called the relative risk reduction number. Now, what is the relative risk reduction? It is a portion of the population that is subject to COVID or they exhibit COVID-like symptoms. So what they're saying is when they promote this 95% efficacy number, it says out of all of the population amongst the people that are most likely to succumb to COVID, these inoculations work 95% of the time. Now that doesn't in fact include the rest of the population. So what does that mean? It means that how many people do we know that are subjected to a COVID-style risk? Probably less than 1% of population as a whole. At most, about 3 million people, right? There's, a, there's 350 million people in the United States, maybe 1.5 million people, right? 1%, about 1%. Because you're not factoring in uh, asymptomatic people. You're only factoring in the people that really have an issue. So if we look at the data, we come across something else called absolute risk reduction. And absolute risk reduction factors in the whole population. So it's not just factoring in less than 1% of the people of the whole population that are subject to COVID. They're factoring in people that are not subjected to COVID. Or if they do have COVID or did have COVID, their immune system is strong enough to counter anything with it. They've developed the antibodies and they are now relatively, in other words, immune to any of the COVID strains and their variants thanks to their own immune system. When you look at the absolute risk reduction number, 
we find out that AstraZeneca, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, and Pfizer have an efficacy rating of 1.3% or less. 1.3% or less is a far cry from 95%. It means that 1.3% of the population, the total population, will have the vaccine work the way it is supposed to work. And if you really want to get down to brass tacks, 1.3% of the population is about, is just about the portion of the whole population that would be subject to COVID-like symptoms. So they're basically telling you the same thing. They're basically using the 1.3% of the population as the and saying, oh, out of those people, 95% have a successful interaction with the vaccine. They're bullshitting you. They're saying out of 350 million people, these vaccines have a 1.3 or less efficacy rating. And in turn, it means will only work 1.3% of the time. So why are you trying to inoculate 7.5 people against a virus or with a vaccine that only works less than 2% of the time, less than 1.5% of the time? Dr. Fauci, scumbag of the week. Dr. Fauci was nabbed supporting a program. Oh, and by the way, according to the CDC back in July of 2020, They admitted they never isolated COVID-19, which in turn, you you can interpret that as they never found evidence of COVID-19. So how can you create a virus or, or a vaccination against the virus that you've never seen? So what are they inoculating you with? And why are they inoculating you with it? And quickly, Dr. Fauci, dirtbag, he supported through his NIH a program that took the craniums, skulls, and skin and hair follicles of individuals and grafted them onto mice to see what they can do, to see if they can continue to grow on animals, to see what kind of materials can be injected into those animals that would impact the skull of the person that was grafted onto those mice. Now, what they don't tell you is that those skulls were from aborted babies. And those babies were probably around the time, uh, probably about five months in the womb. So this kind of Dr. Uh, Frankenstein, this reprehensible, macabre, awful human being, Dr. Fauci, you're singing praises to somebody like this? Oh, we have to go get our Fauci ouchie. What kind of cult victim are you? How severe is the Stockholm Syndrome that you're suffering from where somebody has no problem selling aborted baby parts to graft onto other animals to experiment and inject those animals with poison to see what happens to the hair follicles? You don't get that. You're worse. You're worse then a hangover and that's the last oh no that's resonance with chris michaels and this is on the wake of radio.com you can listen to us every single every single wednesday 7 to 8 
p.m. Eastern Standard Time, or you can find me on uh, Spotify, Anchor, and also Apple Podcasts at Last Call. You, the people, have the power, the power to create happiness. Let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us all unite. OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform. Look it up. Flawed individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Diane. Cindy Ashby 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 Ashby